Hey everybody, welcome to Monday Night Live in Lexington, you guys. My name is Katherine Kaufman and I'm a psychic medium here in Lexington, Kentucky. Welcome to my Every Monday Night Show. This is where we discuss what and who we are in this journey called life. Hey to Susan Nisi. Thank you. Um, can somebody give me an audio check on the screen, please, to see if we are connected and we're doing okay. If you can hear me. If you can hear me okay. Um, let me check the feed on Facebook. Sounds like that we have some sound. Hey to Yasmin Chadoon over here on YouTube. And a special shout out to David Roy over here on Instagram. Thank you for joining. Jennifer Rigdon Cash, good to see you. Sounds good. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Before we get started today, because I don't want to hold up my guy on his dinner, let me do his little intro. <laughs> What's for dinner, David? <laughs> What's for dinner, indeed? Tonight we're going to have some red beans and rice. Mm. I was missing New Orleans and thinking about the red beans and rice. And it's chilly out. Yeah. This will be good for tonight. So yeah, I think it will. I'll get out of the way so you guys can get on with your show. Um, you know. <laughs> He's trying to look like Santa Claus, I think. I you think you're going to get a special present or something? <laughs> Mayhaps. Have a good show. All right, we'll see you after a while. Well, thanks for coming to join me on a Monday night. Hey to Valerie on Instagram. Um and Judith. Hey to Judith. I didn't know if he was gonna make it or not. Tonight is open dream interpretation, and if you guys have had any dreams lately, um I will watch the only place I'm gonna watch the chat for uh, presenting a dream is on the Facebook um, feed. Hey to Tim Crow, good to see you tonight. So if you have had a dream that you want to interpret that's really short, go ahead and type it in. But I have like several here that we need to get to first. Hey to Michelle over on Instagram, good to see you. And part of the reason to present dreams uh, for interpretation is so, you know, like if I go over somebody else's dream and I, I sort of go through the process, process of interpreting it uh, for you and kind of walking you through how I do the interpretation, I think that it gives you valuable um, teaching and information on how you can best interpret dreams that you're having. Because one of the biggest complaints I get from people is that uh, you know, maybe they have a dream dictionary or they've studied symbology, but when they look it up in their dream dictionary, it just doesn't feel like the correct interpretation. And so it's really, you know, in how to interpret the context of what's going on. And that's kind of what we're going to walk. We're going to walk through how to interpret the context. Um, so let's see. So, Judith says, I wish last one was that one I told you about the dog interrupted. 
Oh, darn it. It's really bad, too, when, like, now there's difference between dreams and visitations and prophetic dreams. And tonight we're going to go over sort of visitation prophetic dreams. And the visitation prophetic dreams are, are obviously more important, but it's really bad, like Judah says, when you're having a visitation with your loved one and it, and it is an actual visitation and something wakes you up or disturbs that visitation it can really be a downer because you know we work really hard at getting these visitations from our loved ones in our dreams and um you know it's it's we look forward to them we try real hard to have the those visitations and it can be a real downer when they get interrupted but the good thing is judith that um you achieved that and so you know you can do that again or you know that it's going to happen again it just may take time now these are going to be presented to you anonymously and uh, i'm not going to give any delineating information in this so let's start with the first uh, person who's this is more of a god visitation or a prophetic type of dream and so what happened was that uh, on a week in morning at approximately 2 to 4 a.m., uh, this person woke up and they felt like they needed to talk to God. And so they sat down and wrote a one-page letter to God about, you know, their gratitude and how they wanted to serve God on, on this side and the other side as well. And the sincerity of the emotion that was behind this um, made this person cry the whole time from feelings of gratitude and, you know, things like that. So after they wrote the letter, they stopped crying because, you know, they got that out of their system. And the next thing you know, that they feel like that they went to sleep, which they did, because then we get into the prophetic or the God visitation part of this process. So when they went back to sleep, they felt some kind of transformation, healing, spiritual, some kind of energy. Uh, they were in a quiet place where it seemed they may have known people before somehow. So they felt an energy connection. Uh, there were different scenarios like, or different scenes like in areas, rooms, places with no, there wasn't any right or wrong in where they were. They had free will of choice and everyone there was happy, smiling. There was no drama, um, just peaceful places. They saw a childhood friend uh, and then they think they might've saw their deceased spouse for just a second. And the whole felt the whole thing felt like free choice, free will training, or even a life review of some kind, or like a dream within a dream. Then they remember a place like a theater with a lot of other people there, maybe two hundred, quiet, calm, happy. Everyone was looking at the screen, which seemed to be over their shoulder. But she was the only one who was faced in the opposite direction, looking at a different screen. And the feeling was, I guess, so nice she didn't want to uh, leave. And she heard a voice saying, you deserve to be here. 
So everything was very surreal to her. And that kind of, the surreal nature of it gives away the fact that it's a prophetic God visitation. Now let's go back and look at the context of the dream, okay? So the first thing is she wakes up feeling like she wants to talk to God. So there's already uh, implantation of that thought in the mind, I think from God communicating to her that they need to talk. So when she sits down and writes the letter of gratitude, that's the pouring out of sincerity, sincere emotions, sincere feelings, and it brings her to tears, which, you know, that is in a way saying they've learned something, okay? So then she falls back asleep, and in the visitation dream now, the visitation from God in the dream, because it continues, there's some kind of transformation, healing, spiritual thing, event that occurs. This to me feels like because there were there were things that were pouring out of her the the emotions and the crying and the sincerity this feels like god took the opportunity to have an angel heal those parts of her that needed to be healed at that time okay so then we we go down through and she's feeling peaceful and no drama there's no right or wrong, and it keeps impressing on her that everything is free will of choice, meaning to her that she did, she doesn't have to express her love and gratitude for God, but she's doing that willingly, which is very significant to learning of a life lesson. And so then she is in a theater, and from what I got of this, you know how when you go to graduation, you're in an auditorium or you're in a theater. So she's there with other people, but they're looking at a different screen than what she's looking at because she needs to evaluate and look at her own life, her own screen, her own lessons, her own values. And so that's why she's looking at a different screen and she's facing in a different direction because those people have their own life lessons to learn and she does too. And I feel like it is a, a type of graduation that she's passed some test of a life lesson. And I feel like the, the life lesson has to do with devotion, gratitude, and faith. And she has accomplished that. And that's why she hears the voice. And I feel like it's the voice of God saying, you deserve to be here. Or, yeah, you deserve to, to be here. And that's why it's, uh, prophetic dreams and visitations are extremely surreal. You never forget any detail of one of these prophetic dreams or visitation dreams. And so this is a big accomplishment for this person because they have passed one of their major, major, major life lessons. Let me uh, do some quick shout outs real right here. Mitzi Tribble, Christy Osborne Glass, Robin Kirkpatrick, Samantha Taylor, Sheila Author, uh, Sharon Bernard, 
Kimmy Snyder and Melissa Newman. Uh, so Melissa has a small dream. If you have time, no. Okay. Watching a young girl, teenager being sexually attacked and can't help her because I'm carrying a crying baby on my hip. Okay. So she never, let's see. I never saw the baby, but it was there. Uh, I was in a mobile home that was absolute mess, a real hoarder situation, dirty dishes, filthy toilets, trash everywhere. My two grown daughters were elsewhere on the property. I had just been with them. They were happy and laughing, but had no idea what was going on in the mobile home, and I did not want them to know, but I wanted to help the girl. I knew if I tried to help her, this man who was attacking her would hurt the baby. So, let's analyze that really quick. Um, babies need protecting. They are an innocent force. That may have to do with the innocence. And I, I think it's protecting innocence is what it is. And I think that this is like a, a stress dream where your subconscious is trying to call attention to parts of life that that you're having internal struggle with like for example you see that teenagers are in trouble now and you see that maybe teenagers and their sexuality may be under some kind of oppression and because of you know the things that you are obligated to accomplish in life and you know it's it can't be something that you you want to say something about or you want to become involved with but you can't because you know there's this innocence that you're protecting and it, it could be something subconscious about the innocence within your mind and your soul about how things should be innocent and things are not innocent for teens now um and then you also want to insulate your kids from this uh, that's going on and things are in such a mess in the mobile home because you know that's our that's kind of our life right now and and society is it's kind of a mess for teenagers and their sexuality and uh and i i think that that's what that means Melissa, message me and let me know if that resonates with you. Um, but I, I feel like the baby kind of represents the innocence of maybe the past and the way things used to be. And, you know, you know, we would love to protect that. But our society this day and age is certainly not helping our teenagers navigate through this uh, sexuality and growing up and relationships. Hey to Connie Milligan, good to see you. So that's that's what I would interpret that dream as, which, you know, a lot of us are having those type of dreams now. And hey to Jean over here on Instagram. Um, because we have, you know, we have a lot of concerns and, and, there's not a lot that we can do about that. And, you know, each time we try to express our concerns and our, you know, 
wants and desires for th making things better, you know, for other people and for our families, um, you know, we're, we're at odds as to whether or not to speak about it because we're all fearful about what would be said or done against us. So it can cause a lot of internal strife. Right. Exactly. You know, Melissa says, you know, we, we would like to intervene, but not at the cost of our own safety. And, and that's how a lot of us feel. So she's been teaching high schoolers lately, but they carry heavy burdens. Oh, my gosh. I can't even imagine being a teenager now. I can't even go there because uh, I, I just... <laughs> I don't see how these kids are making it. I really don't. And uh, really good to have you, Melissa, there to uh, help teach these children. Okay, back to another dream. Okay, so here is a visitation. This is a female. Um, she is, I believe, in her late 40s, early 50s. This... Um, person is married and they had a difficult relationship with their mother-in-law and so the mother-in-law shows up in a visitation dream however i think that this might be like a stress dream instead of a true visitation but she's remembering her dreams as like visitations because um her dreams are more of a kind of a medium quality. A little cough medicine here. Hang on. <laughs> so many of you know I was under the weather yesterday, and I'm feeling better today. But another migraine came on today, and I was like, I'm not dodging out on the show again tonight because I had a migraine last Monday night, and I thought, well, I'm not gonna be uh, so i may cut this a little short today but um i'm hanging in there for you guys so anyway back to the visitation she has a visitation from her mother-in-law and she says the situation was outside location that was not familiar to her there was a house in the distance uh, and she doesn't feel connected to that home so there's no familiar feeling to it her husband is sitting in a car, and he's catatonic, blank look on his face, you know, staring straight ahead. And he wasn't hearing. So he's catatonic, he, straight face, staring ahead. He's not hearing anything. And she's standing outside the car when she approaches uh, the mother-in-law standing. No, wait a minute. Let's see. She was uh, standing outside the car when the mother-in-law approaches her to say, quote, he can never repay the amount he has taken from me. Okay, so let's, let's cut this up. Um, and she also recalls that they were on their way to a restaurant. Uh, she says, I did not drive up a driveway. I just presented there. I didn't have any dreadful feeling. This is... Her feeling was, why is this happening? Okay. So there's a house in the distance. Now, houses always kind of represent 
you or if you're in a car or you're in a house that sort of represents you and the situation around you but because the house is in the distance it she's looking at the situation from a different vantage point so this is not her house there's no familiar feeling so the house represents life but not necessarily her life because she's not in the house so her husband is sitting in a car now it's not her car so it's his life he's in his car he's catatonic blank look on his face and she says he wasn't hearing that's significant so what that means is he can't hear you so it's kind of what the subconscious is trying to tell you i feel like is that no matter what you say or how good your reasoning is or your, how good your argument is that person can't hear you so it doesn't do any good to try to reason with or impress on somebody who is not able to conceptualize or hear what you're saying so subconscious is telling her he can't hear you so she's standing outside of the car and the mother-in-law approaches her and says he can never repay the amount he has taken from me okay so that right away uh, means to me that this was this is the major thing that she has used to manipulate the person in the car is he can never repay no matter how good he is no matter how hard he tries there's a guilt that is laid upon him that he can never repay her so that's the main emotion or manipulation that i feel like the mother-in-law has used against the husband hey to gina good to see you so and then there's another thing about they're on their way to a restaurant so and she's wondering why is this happening well i think that what the subconscious is trying to tell her is that they're on their way to a restaurant is these are things you need to digest these are things you need to think about you can't you can't talk to him enough because he can't hear you and there's not a whole lot she can do with the manipulation of guilt so these are all things that she has to digest to go forward in her life path you know these are things that she has to digest has to get around so i think that that's what that small dream meant now here's here's another one so this person and her husband were in an unfamiliar two-story house the interior was medium brown vertical paneling with no visible windows no furniture in the area that they were in this person's mom and dad lived in one section in the lower level and she felt like that they were moving because her mom was going out of the door to have all the electric put in her name the front door was open <coughs> with a white light billowing in and it was very odd because her mother was totally opposite acting of what she was in life 
and she was acting confident, making decisions, whereas in life she didn't do that. Uh, and so this person asked her mother if she could go with her so that she could make sure the name got in her bill correctly. And the mother agrees, and, and then that's the end of the dream or visitation. Now, this is a visitation right here. This is definitely a visitation. So the fact that the house is two levels and it's housing two different sets of people, and I feel like that that's why the house has two levels, is that she and her husband are in the top level and her mom and her father are in the bottom level, but they're both deceased. And so what that means is the two in the upper level are both in the conscious here and now, and the two in the lower level are in spirit, and they're in the subconscious, and that's why they're in the lower level. Now, there's no windows and no furniture in uh, the, the place, the home. And so what we're seeing here is that this is not a comfortable situation, and these are these are like new concepts that she has to grasp because her mother is acting not in a traditional way. She's acting confident. She's making decisions. And it really throws the person for a loop because they are like, I want to go with you so I can make sure that the bill gets put in my name. Now, the fact that they're talking about electricity is... Uh, very significant because your spirit is made of electromagnetic energy. And so <laughs> I feel like that um, when she says put the electric, in, uh, she is going out the door to have all the electric put in her name, she's trying to communicate to her daughter that the power is in you now, like, I've regained my inner power, and now I want you to regain your inner power. Like, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm making decisions. I'm confident now. Now it's your turn. And so I feel like that's very significant that it's an electric bill. Uh, the, the fact that she's confident, the mom, and she's making new decisions these are all new concepts that are not comfortable to that daughter. So that's why there's no windows or no furniture because it doesn't really feel comfortable. Um, so the fact that there's a white light billowing in, I feel like that that's God's light that is coming in and it is trying to illuminate the situation between her and her mother. So illumination or knowledge is coming through the front door. And I feel like it's uh, when she tells the daughter that, yes, she can go with her uh, to make sure that the bill is correct. She's telling her that as she moves on, um, that yes, they, they wish to stay connected and that all she really has to do is to connect by thought or electromagnetic energy of thought. And so she's reassuring that um, to the daughter that 
they will stay connected by just the accomplishment of thought. Let me check for questions. <laughs> okay, so Kim says, I've been having very vivid dreams since I got sober 33 days ago and feeling and seeing things more. I have no idea what to think of the dreams. Hang on, I had to expand that. Uh, she had one where her friend from grade school who, who passed was there. A friend I never see and me all around a water well. Him to the right, her to the middle, and then me. And they never knew one another. Next thing I know, a rattlesnake is next to me. I jumped back and started flying away, and the snake chased me. And just as it was going to bite me, I woke up in a panic. I thought someone is a snake, but I don't get why these two people. Having a lot of thoughts and feelings lately, I heard a male voice say, a male voice after the dream, after I was awake, saying, hey, feel like I'm losing it. Okay, this is interesting. All right, let me see what we can do with this. So she's having had one where my friend from grade school passed was there a friend I never see and me all around a water well okay so you're all around a water well so have you heard the old saying gathering at the well and that's a really old old saying gathering at the well um, and the fact that the person is there that passed away that's sort of a visitation but it's kind of a prophetic dream as well um, because you're both Everybody that's seen at the well is trying to look into the well or look into the subconscious to see what kinds of things need fixed or gathering at the well. The well is feeding everybody waters. That's the subconscious feeding you information. And this, and then this rattlesnake appears. Now, rattlesnakes and snakes can present to be uh, several different things within the context of, of the dream. The rattlesnake can be showing you that somebody is a snake, but that's usually seen as a snake in the grass that's slithering through the grass to you. And so that's where that term or that old saying snake in the grass comes from. This one I feel like represents more of transformation because you're not far out from being sober. You're going through a transformative time in your life from one state of being into another. And I think that the snake represents kind of wanting to force or push that transformation on you because snakes are, are very, very symbolic for transformation. And I think that you may be hesitant to let it bite you because you're still pretty new at the sobriety thing. So I think we're still trying to figure out what your thoughts and feelings are about being sober and where does the well of your life come from? You know, what is feeding you? What gives you sustenance from the well of life? So all of those things need to be looked at and answered. And maybe the people that showed up there with you had similar struggles. You know, maybe that's why their spirits are put there with you is 
as sort of a, a mirror of these people had similar struggles in their life or maybe the one was is still having trouble <coughs> with uh, with their life now the male voice after the dream saying hey feel like i'm losing it i mean if that do you feel like that that was maybe you know the person was at the end of their rope or were they kind of saying it jokingly so let me know in the comments if you can uh what you feel like they meant by that was it a more serious statement was it a more joking statement so yeah sobriety brings on a lot of feelings and the well is representation of all the subconscious feelings and those things that are hidden down in the depths that we need to face, that we need to pull out. Uh, but I think the snake here represents more of transformation because we're going from one state of being into another. And I, I think that that might be what that is. Special shout out to Charles Biggs and Melissa Bagley. Good to see you tonight. And uh, let's go on to, let's see, let's do the, the last dream. And then... I get to go have some red beans rice. <laughs> okay, so now this last dream that was sent to me, and if any time you guys want to send me a dream, just send it on email. I'll put a email in the comments for you, and just send them. And what I do is I save them up, and and then if I have enough, we do a special show on the live stream. Now I didn't get into uh, I didn't get into ley lines this evening because. I had a show ready for that last week, and then I started having all kinds of ideas about more information about it. It was getting really in depth, and it and it's 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 going to be a three part series now. So we're going to have to wait on that because the the rabbit hole just went deeper and deeper. And so, but it's going to be a good series. I'll tell you that. Okay, here's the last dream. And it is a repeating, a repeating dream or a repeating visitation. This is significant because anytime you have a repeating visitation or a repeating dream, it's because there is an issue with the subconscious and the subconscious is bringing that about over and over and over with the hopes that you deal with it. Uh, okay, before I get into it, Kim says, I should explain better. I heard just hey i personally felt like i was losing it i'm more of a feeler of spirits i've rarely heard spirit wonder if that is because of being sober yes because kim when you um when you're under anesthesia or you're under the effects of other drugs or alcohol you're you're sort of numbing the input channels Okay, so, and here's what happens to a lot of mediums is that one easy way to keep uh, spirits from visiting you or from bothering you is to have some alcohol before you go to bed. Okay, that's a nice way to shut the door. But once you open that door, 
then you've got all this information pouring in and all these spirits wanting to talk and all that. So what you need to do is to learn how to use blocks and shields. And remember, you're most vulnerable at night um, when your conscious mind is not in control of the auric field. And so it's super important for people with abilities or medium-type abilities to to make sure that your sleeping area is very well protected. Make sure you do your protective prayers before you go to bed um, and protective rituals, whatever you have to do. You need to make sure that things are blocked. Only good messages come through to you from your creator. Uh, so, Kim, we've got to get you better on your blocks and shields. So what I'm going to suggest, Kim, is go back to the Monday Night Live playlist. There will be several videos on psychic blocks and shields, and there's a video that says the Empaths Survival Guide. Those are two videos that you need to go back and watch on my channel on the Monday Night Live playlist. And that will give you some really good ideas on what to do to make yourself more comfortable because having all this <laughs> coming in and trying to figure out what it is and who's saying it and where it's coming from can be really, really uncomfortable. So Joan says, every day I write down five things I'm grateful for. Absolutely, that is the way to do it, Joan. You are correct, girl. All right, so we're going back to this last dream. It was a repeating dream. And so the subconscious is presenting it over and over and over for this person to deal with. So this deal, uh, this person says, as a child, we lived next to a family with a son that was her age. We grew up there until he married. He had a son. Um, I'm not going to give any details away. He had a son at, that was at a university during a party that son was shot by a certain other person um and it was it was one of those incidents that could have been avoided but because there was drinking and stuff you know tempers flew so she um has not had any communication with the father or the son in all these years but during these dreams that she gets, she feels the son coming to her in the dream and calling out his father's full name, okay? And he repeats his father's full name, and then that wakes her up from the dream. Okay, so because this person has medium abilities and because the spirit knows that she has a connection to the father, he is desperately trying to communicate with his father through her. Now, this gets into psychic ethics because some people are not ready for a message. When they come to a medium, medium for a reading, what that client is saying or what that person is saying is by booking a reading, I'm ready to hear what the message is. I'm, I'm ready to listen. 
and I'm open to listening because a lot of people don't believe in any of mediumship or psychic ability. And if you were to go and tell them, hey, I got a message from your son. He's trying to get in touch with you. You know, you're either going to be met with one or two reactions. They'll either be open to it or they will be offended and it will be a big, awful mess. And that's not what they show you on TV, I know. So, but the son is trying to communicate with his father. Now, what is he trying to convey? Because all he is doing is calling out his father's full name. So it could be that he wants, there's some kind of communication he wants to convey to his father. It could be, you know, it could be information on where he is right now, like what existence he's, he's in right now. It could be he wants to communicate what happened to him because a lot of spirits don't realize that everybody already knows what happened to them. They, they have this feeling that they want to tell what happened. And there's something cathartic in telling somebody what happened that sort of heals the spirit. So it could be that it could be that he's trying to tell the father that he's sorry. And it could be also that he's trying to call out for help. So my suggestion, hey, <laughs> to Big Mike, and thank you, Barbara, and, and hey to Courtney. So it could be that um, the next time that this person has this dream, and so they need to practice a, a little bit more of lucid dreaming, and I'm going to leave a link in the comments after the show. Uh, not only my email so that you guys can send your dreams in, but also I'm going to give you a link to a really, really good friend of mine's channel on YouTube, and she teaches you how to do lucid dreaming. And so when you learn how to do lucid dreaming, the next time this dream comes up, because it's a, remember it's a repeated dream, um, she can participate more in the dream and maybe ask him, are you in need of help do or is there uh do you want to tell me what happened to you and so he may just need to tell her what happened and not necessarily you know what the father may not need to even be involved now certainly the son can go into his father's dreams and do a visitation, but only if the father is receptive in the dreams to the visitation. So what does that mean? Well, the person that's having the visitation has to be in theta wave long enough in their sleep state to have a full visitation. So the son may not be able to um, deliver the information if his father doesn't stay in theta wave long enough. I hope that makes sense. But before I would even think about approaching the father, I would try to get more information from the son and see if if I could listen to what happened to him or if maybe I could help him if he needs help in crossing on in you know having 
a, a new experience, maybe reincarnation or something. Um, I would see through lucid dreaming if I couldn't figure out a little bit more about that. Uh, so she also says that she started having these visits three months after he passed away. Um, so, you know, he's newly crossed, but, you know, she has medium abilities, so she's the first, um, place that I think that he feels comfortable with delivering that message or delivering that information. <sighs> okay. Links will be in the comments on Facebook after the show. I hope you guys have a really great week. And I look forward to seeing you next Monday. Kisses from Kentucky. Later, guys.